0: A new generation has emerged in the earth. A seed in the ground has been sprouting, yet all around everything looked dead. Like the ground has closed every crack that the fragile seedling requires to sprout, out of the unseen to the seen, out of the death stage with resurrection power. But when the Kairos moment is announced, not even the concrete pavement can stop that seedling from pushing through. The trumpet has sounded, and that sound has hit the core of the earth. A new generation has emerged. A generation prepared and released by the heavens. Feared and hated in hell, yet the world does not recognize, neither is it ready for us. A generation coming from the wilderness of the word, where we have learnt how to die to our carnal ambitions, and embrace the mandate of our Creator. A generation who have overcome the temptations that appeal to the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh and pride of life. Our sword is soiled with the blood of our crucified flesh, and desires of the flesh. A generation that has gone through our valleys, and made a decision to join the remnant. A new generation alive in Christ has emerged. A generation whose natural appetite was long overtaken by the spiritual appetite that declares. My food is to do the will of he who sent me and to finish his work. The king's food and wine is not what entices us, But we choose to eat that which proceeds from the mouth of god in a world of varied options we are the generation with a singular sight we have locked eyes with christ the author and finisher of our faith men and women who have made a covenant with our eyes a new generation fiercely committed to the word of god has emerged a generation who know that our lives are worth the blood of the lamb therefore we cannot be bought with any position, nor sold for any price. We have eaten of his flesh, and drank of his blood, therefore we can confidently say, it is not I who live but Christ in me the hope of glory. A generation that does not take lightly, the greatest event in human history, the cross. We know, it is because of the finished work of Christ on the cross, that we emerge in this season, to establish kingdom lifestyle in the earth. A new generation birthed on the cross has emerged. A generation with the Issachar dimension is here, we know what Kairos we are in, and what we ought to do. The heavenly assignment is all we are here for, to become the interface between heaven and the earth. Downloading all that heaven wants installed on the earth. Heaven looked down for a man who would stand in the gap for the nations, and this generation, in one voice answered. We are here and are willing to be misunderstood for our faith, rejected for our boldness and courage, and persecuted for holding on to the word. For the joy set before us, we are willing to be identified with Christ. A new fearless generation has emerged. We might not be perfect. Our past might try to haunt us. The enemy will try to stop us using any available vessel, but, like a pilot about to take off, we are announcing, we are committed, no turning back. From the north, south, east and west, behold, a new generation, who will bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. A new generation has emerged, backed by the heavenly host, with a trumpet sounding. Let God arise and all his enemies be scattered. A new generation that has no color, no race, no gender and no status has emerged. The ecclesia has emerged. We are the Cyrus community.
1: To the Cyrus community. This is business unusual. We continue dealing with Perisite, the giant that means belonging to a village. And of course, when you talk about village here, the connotation is smallness. Form and function TCC, this means very limited opportunities for growth, token of education, culture, or entertainment. The opportunities are scarce to this kind of a mentality. This means when somebody is being controlled by the parasite spirit. They have very limited knowledge or information and it is all about their scope of operation. Now today, we want to look at part two of Perizzite. Now if you've not watched part one of this um, recording, please go back and watch so that you continue with us as we talk about
2: Perizzite, the giant that means smallness. Yes, and today we really want to look at two scenarios mm-hmm. in scripture. We've drawn one from the Old Testament and one from the new, to show you how people actually encountered and dealt with the parasite. Because sometimes, we've given a lot of examples in the last uh, uh, edition of this uh, recording, but some of the things that I want to highlight, again always remember, is for you to use it as a template to measure yourself. So today we are going to draw it in such a way that it has to do with what is the parasite trying to stop? What is the ultimate outcome? Yes, it wants you limited. It wants you kept small, it wants you not functional, so you can't take on the land. But what really is this about? So, generally, generally, the parasite likes to strike especially, specifically. See, I've used two words, especially, (laughs) specifically, after you've come out of a season of testing or wilderness. Hmm. This is crucial to understand. Parasite usually, for it to be effective, You you need to have come out of a season of lack. Mm. A season of limitation. Mm. A season when not everything was working. A season when you were learning faith. Mm. A season when you were adjusting from the old to the new. That's when the parasite likes striking.
1: So we go back to the wilderness experience here, when you're talking about the children of Israel. When they were in the wilderness, there was no overflow. Exactly. There was no increase and expansion. There was just enough. enough. That season when you're going with God and he's reintroducing himself to you. Because the Bible talks about, you did not know me. Your forefathers did not know me. What I'm feeding you with, they did not even know. So, when we talk about that moment of wilderness, is when now you're coming and saying, listen, there's a part of me that is just being cleaned out. Yes. I'm coming from Egypt where I was a slave. Mm-hmm. I'm being taken to a land as an owner. Yes. I need a part of cleaning. Exactly. In this
2: cleaning period, yes. that's what we call the wilderness. Yes. But God is with you. Absolutely. Provision and protection. He's teaching is with you. you how to depend on Him. Yes. He's teaching you that He can take care of you. Mm-hmm. But because of the leanness of that season, usually mm-hmm. the parasite wants to strike immediately after. Wow. Because that season is supposed to change you internally to prepare you. where you're going Mm -hmm. but the enemy wants to take advantage of the externals of that season and kind of make them look like your reality so
1: when you talk about the parasite and say that this is the giant that gives you a smallness mentality remember the mentality will always manifest when you look out so internally you have a smallness so that means when you look around you everything seems small so I like what you're saying about this parasite that if you're not aware that this thing hits or attacks when you're coming from that wilderness moment, when you already feel like where I am, things are not happening as they should. Exactly. I have dreams,
2: but I'm not seeing them being accomplished where I am right
1: now. Yes. That's when Perizzite hits. That's
2: absolutely what it hits. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to take a pattern. We're going to look at Moses. I usually like this interaction because Mm we are so used to it in a limited view, but when you see it from the Perizzite perspective, a lot of light comes out. Moses in this context has spent, you know, he was 40 years in Egypt, then he had to run away. Now he has just finished spending 40 years in the wilderness, generally, because even though he is with Jethro, Mm. he spent a lot of time out in the wilderness. In other words, Moses understood the wilderness before he ever took anybody to the wilderness.
3: Mm.
2: It's It's a period of preparation. So he's just finished this and we know the story, the burning bush, He gets distracted by a burning bush which is not burning and God begins to speak to him from that place. God appears, God begins to talk to him about the reason he was born. Hmm. Hmm. God is talking to Moses about his divine assignment. God is finally telling Moses, listen, you don't understand, everything culminates to this. This is the season I'm about to send you for the reason I had made this promise to your forefather Abraham. I had declared that I will bring my people out. You are the key.
3: Hmm.
2: Irrelevant of you in the wilderness, outside a burning bush, you are still the key.
3: Hmm.
2: Now, the problem here now is God has to now begin to navigate Moses' current parasite mentality.
1: Now, let's go back to something you just <laughs> said. I promised your forefathers. Yes. This was not yesterday. No. It is not last month. No. We're talking about 430 years before. Before. Yes. More at least more than four hundred years yes. before, God says, "I will get them out. I'll take Yum. my people out."
2: Yes. Of Egypt, I will, and they'll come out with a lot of things.
1: So when we see Moses in a basket, yes, and the Pharaoh's daughter coming for him, exactly, we are looking at a man who God prophesied spoke yes. about four hundred years. When you look
2: at that basket, you're seeing the end of slavery. Mm.
1: Wait, oh, guys, <laughs> I think why well, I'm so excited with this story. You could be in the wilderness and God is trying to get your attention and you're not understanding that that which he's calling you for could be the culmination of a word he spoke to generations past.
2: If we don't understand that we are an answer to a prophetic decree, that That we are the fulfillment of a promise of God, until you understand that you can't take on the pedestal at this level.
1: I love the way that comes out and gives you hope
2: Yes, that yes, you could be going through a wilderness, you
1: could be going through this season when you're feeling like things are not really happening, even though God is with me, even though there's protection and provision, even though I can see the fire and the cloud, but still I'm feeling like I need to get out and go somewhere. God is telling you, stay here a little bit longer. The calling I have for you, the destinies that you're going to... um affect. Yes. I mean that makes you feel
2: like and that's now, our God. What I want you to note is that the parasite is not moved by the supernatural. Mm. Mm. Oh. That is serious. <laughs> that's how low it brings your mind. Mm. But now, instead of you interpreting the supernatural as a sign, the supernatural actually begins to make you feel even less. Mm. So, smallness here brings you so low
3: that can't you can't
1: even see miracles. See miracles. You don't God, see what has been God is doing something in your life and you are still looking at it and complaining or murmuring or exactly. asking questions. All Guys, right. so, tonight is so God, our night. So, God <laughs> begins
2: to speak to Moses yeah? and God, I want you to see this dialogue hmm? God's position, Moses' responses. Hmm. And you begin to ask yourself, are you Moses? So it's a very different perspective on what God is saying and what Moses is seeing from what God is saying. Mm -hmm. So, in this context, the parasite literally argues with God and God's divine assignment. I mean, this is a burning bush. God appears. God is talking to you. Proceeding word. Burning bush. A burning word. Something that is so powerful, it's moving to the next level. But your first reaction.
1: He's not even noticing this bush is not
2: being consumed. Yes.
1: Can we talk about yeah, yeah.
2: that? Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I'm arguing. Yes. This I mean, it doesn't matter. In fact, the Bible actually says that he can see that, but mm-hmm. it makes no difference.
3: Wow.
2: Listen, the bush is not only not being consumed, there's a voice coming from the bush. Mm-hmm. It's a supernatural voice, it's a voice of God. Just that alone, you would assume, would be enough for Moses to say, finally.
1: I can I know this is God. Yes. So does that tell us because we say it, we are asking ourselves, are we Moses? Yes. Could we be in that position where God is talking to you loudly? Miracles are happening around yes. you, but you're still complaining over one thing here and another one here, but you're not looking at the thing happening right in front of your eyes exactly. and admitting that wait, where I am, I might not be understanding fully what God is doing. But yes. you know one thing I know? Yes. I can see this is a miracle. Exactly. We do, we reach a place where parasite blocks you from the
2: understanding of the supernatural. In fact, we can say, Pereside deletes mm. the memory of the promise. Wow. Why? What? We know in Hebrews it says, Moses refusing to be called the son of Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. So Moses knew his destiny. That's why he killed someone. He knew who he was. Yes. What has happened to him now that he cannot comprehend that God is calling him to what he always knew he was? Mm. What, is, what has happened to Moses? Per is not a joke. So, let's look at the discussion and what goes on. So, we want to look at what God says and uh, what does Moses say when God says to him. Alright? So, the, we start with Exodus 3.11. That
1: is the first argument. Yeah,
2: because God has, God, has, <laughs> God has called Moses and has said to him, I want you to come out. I want to take you somewhere. Alright? I want you to go and rescue my people. So God has given him a background. God has already called him. God has said, this is who you are, Moses. In fact, he has introduced himself from the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Go read Exodus 3. We are running ahead to, to the arguments, okay? And God has already said all these things. Has told him how he's going to go out and how he's going to bring the people back. God is the one telling you. All right? Now, listen to Moses' first response to all that that God has said. And Moses said to God, mm mm-hmm. Who am I that mm-hmm. I should
1: go to Pharaoh and that I should bring out the sons of Israel
2: from Egypt? Look at that. Moses' first reaction. Who am I? What has happened to Moses? Smallness. Smallness. Who am I that I go to Pharaoh? Me compared to Pharaoh? Mm. Really? Me now. Remember, this is the guy who was actually would have been the Pharaoh today. Mm-hmm. He stayed in Egypt. Yeah? He's now asking who am I that I should go? That is
1: how low a
2: yes. has taken you. Yes, me. and that I should bring out the sons of Israel from Egypt. Who am I? And God's response is amazing. In Exodus 3.12, listen to God's response to that argument. So he said, this is God. Mm. I will certainly be with you. Mm-hmm.
1: And this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you. Mm-hmm. When you have brought the people out of
2: Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. Listen carefully. Mm-hmm. God is saying, Moses, it's not about you. Who am I? I will certainly be with you. It's me. You are only my feet. You are yes. only my mouth. You are only a vessel yes. that
1: I'm going to use. And in
2: fact, let me give you another promise. This mountain where we are talking, mm-hmm. you will return and worship here. That's a promise. Proof that you'll have exited. Oh, listen. <laughs> when God tells you, you will
1: be back. Yes. And you will serve God god on on this this mountain mountain, he's telling you listen remember i am the one going with you exactly i will make sure you come back and when you come back you will so i'm already telling you there's nothing that will happen to you
2: i'm giving you the full outcome you will go you will complete you will return here that's
1: good in fact we'll have the
2: next conversation
1: here here I love that God language where we learn how to hear the instruction. Yes. So when God gives you an instruction and tells you, "When you shall return, yeah. you shall serve God on this mountain." What is God uh-huh. telling you? That no matter what you find on yes. your journey to go and release that that um, yes. the people I'm telling you to go and release, yes. whatever you meet, just know one thing: you'll be back here. You'll be back.
2: So that, that means, means you'll be whole. you have been uh-huh. given a commitment of preservation. Oh. You'd think that would excite Moses. Listen <laughs> to Moses' response. Exodus 3.13 And Moses said to God,
1: mm. Behold, when I come to the sons of Israel, mm. me to you, mm. they will say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them?
2: Here, now the next argument. You're telling me I'll go. Now, when I go, who do I say sent send to me? How, how do I talk to them? God has we really told you you'll go and return. And so... God continues the conversation. Let's look at how God responds to Moses. And God right? said to Moses, yes. I am who I am. Mm-hmm. And he said,
1: Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me
2: to you. Amen. I we all know that scripture. You know I, how powerful that scripture means. Yes, God is telling you, in other words, I can't even give you a name, but let me put it this way. I am everything. Mm. So whatever question they ask you about me, I am. I am. Whatever they need to get out of Egypt, I am. Whatever they need to face the people of Egypt as they go, I am. In in other words, I am the ultimate Mm. for Mm. any situation that will arise. In other words, Moses, tell them, blank check. If somebody asks, will he heal me? Tell them, I am. I am. I am the healer. Will he take care of us? I am the Mm. protector. Mm. Will he provide for us? I am the one who will do that. Whatever they ask you, I am the one who will solve that. Wow. You should think this is enough to go, right? (laughs)
1: Moses. (laughs) Not with Moses. Assign in a wonder.
2: Argument number number three. three, Exodus 4.
1: But Moses answered and said, Behold, suppose they will not believe me Mm -hmm. or listen to my voice. Mm -hmm. Suppose they say, the Lord has not appeared to you. This (laughs) conversation is something else.
2: (laughs) So, with all that you've told me, now we need proof. Suppose they say, I have never had you, you don't exist, there is nothing like that, and they refuse to hear my voice. Suppose that happens. Suppose they say, You didn't even appear. This conversation we're having didn't even happen. It's your own Moses. It's what my do you imagination. Mean, a,
1: a, a bush was burning. Yes.
2: That's your own. It's my imagination. God
1: mm-hmm.
2: said, Okay, Moses, you want proof? I'll give you proof. Look at God's response. Exodus 4, verse 2 to 9. So the Lord said to him, Mm -hmm. What is that in your hand?
1: He said, A rod. Mm -hmm. And he said, Cast it on the ground. Mm -hmm. So he cast it on the ground, and it became a serpent. And Moses fled from it. Then the Lord said to Moses, Mm -hmm. Reach out your hand and take it by the tail. Mm -hmm. And he reached out his hand and caught it. And it became a rod in his hand. That they may believe that the Lord God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. Mm -hmm. Furthermore, the Lord said to him, now put your hand in your bosom. And he put his hand in his bosom. And when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous like snow. Mm -hmm. And he said, put your hand in your bosom again. So he put his hand in his bosom again, and drew it out of his bosom, and behold, it was restored like his other flesh. Mm -hmm. Then it will be, if they do not believe you, nor heed to the message of the first sign, that they may believe the message of the latter sign. And it shall be, if they do not believe even these two signs, Mm -hmm. or listen to your voice, that you shall take water from the river, employ it on the dry land and the water which you take from the river will become blood on the dry
2: land listen to all that wow. activity. in fact there are so many things that we want to draw from here now god is moving to another dimension i want to show you how powerful the parasite can be in your mind god is now saying okay fine i won't even just say i will show you mm-hmm. okay i will show you and in fact let me start by showing you the most powerful thing about me i use what you have mm. Yeah. Let's start there. What you're used to. Yeah, what is in your hand? A rod. The rod. That's what you use every day, right? Now I want to tell you when it was in your hand. It's just a rod. When it is in my hand, it becomes one of the most dominant spirits in Egypt.
3: Hmm.
2: (laughs) So what does it do? Put it down. It changes into a serpent. Why? Because a serpent represents one of the most powerful gods of Egypt. I'm, kind of, I'm already telling you, I'm giving you power over their gods. Forget the Pharaoh. Mm. Yes. Forget Pharaoh. That's a level we are going in at. Remember what we said before in Canaanite? The one they worship is the one we control. Yes. Yep. That's a principle here. So, secondly, if you go ahead, the Bible talks about Janus and Jambres. They are the magicians of Egypt who also put down their rods and they became serpents. The Bible says that Moses, the serpent, swallowed their serpent. Mm. Now the principle is simple. One person activates a miracle to free them from Egypt. Mm. The others activate a miracle to keep them in Egypt. Mm. Yeah. So be careful. There are miracles for keeping you. Mm.
3: There
2: are miracles mm. for exiting you. And Moses has to show them that the miracle that is important is the one for
3: Exactly.
2: So
1: when you talk about the magicians of Egypt, when they put down their rods and they became serpents, that miracle, if the children of Israel saw, they would have believed in them. And they would have said, listen, these guys are doing the same thing. And what is that doing? A miracle to keep them as slaves. Exactly. How many miracles in your life are keeping you down? How many miracles in your life are actually coming up at the right time to stop you from seeing God's Miracle in your life. So sometimes when miracles come, you have to stop and say, which one is this? Is Is this by Moses?
2: Or by Janus and Jambres? Or these are
1: by the magicians of Egypt?
2: Yes. That's the question. That's the key here. So what is God doing? He says that they may believe that the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has sent you. Yes. Has appeared to you. Notice this is all about sending. Yes.
1: When it comes to a man sent from God, notice how many things... Okay, this man, yes, is coming and saying, God, okay, wait, these are human beings. Yes. They are fallen. Absolutely. Believing in a man is, is, I mean, like you can see me as Moses. Yes. I'm not believing in you and your God. Exactly. How much more man to man? There you go. God has to tell him, listen, God of Abraham, of Isaac, of Jacob, why is he using all these forefathers? Because of the miracles he did in the forefathers' lives. There you go. These people, they know and they believe.
2: Yes. That tells you that when we start exiting the parasite the miracles are to free you they are not the end point don't settle don't settle at the miracle Mm. the miracle is for freedom for exit then you see the next thing he does he he moves from the rod to the idea that i not only control Mm. the gods i control human bodies Mm -hmm. put your hand in your bosom it comes out It has changed. It has become leprous. It has healed. Healing, sickness, disease, I have control. So anything that Egypt thinks is its power, I have control over it. So Moses, I'm placing you in a very powerful position. I need you to go do this. And the reason I'm giving you all this capacity is to free people. Guys, it is so that you may exit. Remember that. Then God says, now, let's show you another level. If those two doesn't work for them, I will show you another level. The level where I will now affect life. When you turn a river into blood, river Nile is the life base of Egypt. Hmm. The entire economy of Egypt is dependent on the Nile. The agriculture, the listen, Egypt is not a place of rain, it's a place of a river. The Nile was even one of their gods because they did not grow crops on rain, they grew crops From the water of the Nile. Everything depended on the Nile. If you shut down the Nile, listen, even historically today, we still have conflict over the Nile. Because Egypt depends on the Nile. So God is saying, Listen, I can even affect the entire economy. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: When you turn water into blood, you're shutting down an economy. So I'm in every level. So surely, Moses, I've given you enough. With this. Even the argument that they won't believe you really, how can they not
1: believe you with all these
3: things? I
1: think what you need to go back to is the issue of miracles that are supposed to free you to go remember. They're supposed to be freed to yes. go into the land. Exactly. Now, the problem is where you are when miracles start happening, when yep. there's a Moses who is causing miracles in your life. Yes. And God is telling you these miracles are supposed to activate you yes. to stand up to go into the land. Actually, uh-huh. when you see the miracles, you know it is time to go into the land. Exactly. The problem is when you sit and tell Moses, now what you want is you to be entertaining us with your miracles. Because yes. if you can take a rod and it yeah, turns sure to us, uh, serpent, yes, it can be a, it become a show,
3: yeah,
1: where you are enjoying the miracles, not the movement. So you're seated, right. you're not moving, but you can tell people, Listen, I know what God can do, I know God can do this, I know God can do this. He's doing
2: those things in show your life. Show us another miracle, show us, so us another miracle, forward, so yeah. that you can go, yes.
1: towards the promised land.
2: If a miracle hasn't freed you, oh. you responded to Janice and Jambres mm. miracles of slavery, yes, miracles that keep you in bondage. Mm. Wow. We're only interested in miracles that stick us out. Now yes. you would assume with all this dialogue and all these amazing things happening around Moses, he would finally now be convinced. Remember be we're go. still
1: talking about perisite. Yes, Moses that being Parasite will go. not uh, respond yes. to the word yes. easily. Yes. If you're bound by perisite, you will keep asking and you will keep pushing. You keep yes.
2: God gives you a breakthrough, you don't even I'm not even thankful mm. for the miracle.
1: No, I'm looking for another
2: way. Your first reaction is fine, this is a miracle, but uh, how can we have more miracles? Mm. Not how can we exit? Mm. Mm. All right? So you'd think Moses by this time finally has got it. Moses is ready to go. Not so. Argument number four Exodus 4 10.
1: Then Moses said to the Lord, Oh, my Lord, I am not eloquent. Mm-hmm. Neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant. Mm. But I am slow of speech mm-hmm. and
2: slow of tongue. Mm. Now listen to this. This is even more amusing. I know many people have claimed things like <laughs> Moses was a stutterer, a stammerer. No, 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 no. He's having a conversation to God. There's no, there, there's no stammering here. There's nothing like stutter. There's none of, listen, all Moses is saying is listen. He's looking for an excuse.
1: Yes, anything to make to me get not out move. of this situation. Yet God is saying, listen Moses, if only you understand, it's not about you. It's yes. about a whole generation. Exactly. Now all these stories
2: you're giving me, notice yes. how
1: patient God is with yeah. him. And God keeps saying, God is, God is unpacking
2: the, the parasite. Yes. He's breaking it down. Yes. He's dismantling all the arguments. He's demolishing everything that will withhold Moses. Mm. He understands where Moses has come
1: from. So does that mean also, if somebody has a parasite spirit, yes. it can only be dismantled by um, one argument raised, yes. you bring the word. Exactly. Not your experience. Yes, The word. Moses is trying to bring his past. Yes. He's trying to bring. That's what the, Par- the Perizzite is using. God brings himself. Exactly. Meaning,
2: only the word, the word can accost this. But that also tells you that the parasite is in layers. Oh oh that's important to understand it is not just about no, today. i did one action i'm mm. good it's in layers mm. every layer removed makes you more powerful mm. every layer removed makes you more powerful so you're saying every time you remove a layer yes is like
1: you have a wall Mentally, yes, or rather, a mentality full of walls.
3: Exactly. So it's like
1: you're breaking one wall, and you, exp- you expand yes. your space. Yes, remember we said parasite is about smallness. Yeah. So every time you break one wall, yes. you extend exactly. your
2: space. Exactly. You extend your knowledge, yes. your
1: understanding, yes. and you get you broader, see
2: and broader and clearer. Yes. And then what you don't know is that over time, hmm. the parasite gave you many arguments to to justify your reality. Hmm. So the word comes and starts dismantling them. As you dismantle one, you raise another. God, God, listen, God is merciful, God is patient. His intent is to bring you to a place where that is all removed so yes. you can function. Mm-hmm. Alright? So Moses is now creating all sorts of stories. He says, you know I am slow of speech. I'm not eloquent. This is a guy who was trained and vast in Egypt. <laughs> Highly trained. What does that tell you? Parasite can even distort your language. Mm. It becomes all about I can't. I'm unable.
3: Mm.
2: It's not possible. Cannot mm. work. See how far we've come from I, I remember, who am I?
1: We said in the last broadcast, look for an item mm. that you can give because that is one of the things of breaking from smallness. There you go. You hear that word and say, actually, I don't have enough things. Yes. And what I have, yeah. you must look for an excuse. Don't joke with parasite. Or I will give, not now. I'm actually praying about it. I yes. want to see what I can give. Yes. You're always looking for a way to p- extend Yes. your stay where you are. Exactly. Moses was not looking for a way to, to rush into the instruction. No. He was actually slowing himself Keep down. By buying time.
2: By time. We're not just giving stuff away so mm. that we have a marker, a checklist. We are doing it to become a habit. Because mm-hmm. the habit creates an, an a mentality of abundance. Yes. Actually, when you give something, yeah. as you're giving, yes. that is a powerful
1: message yes. to your mind. Yes. We are speaking to our mind. We here. have
2: more. We are speaking. We to always our mind. have. Yes. We always abound mm. in every good work. Yes. This is the reality. Yes. So, argument five. God is just God. God responds to Moses' argument of speech. We are in his argument of speech. I cannot speak. Okay. So God now responds to him in Exodus 4.11. Oh, this is a response yes, the response of God.
1: This is when God. Moses, this is argument 4, yes. and this is God's response. Yes. So the Lord said to him, who has made man's mouth? Mm-hmm. Or who makes the mute, mm-hmm. the deaf, mm-hmm. the seen, or mm-hmm. the blind? Mm-hmm. Have I not, uh, have not I, the Lord? Mm-hmm. No, this, this Bible English, eh? Yes.
2: <laughs> have
1: have not, not I, I the, Lord, the Lord, am I so not the has, one yeah, who makes this,
3: who
2: makes all things verse 12, so you are talking to yeah, God and continue. telling him how, Yeah. now
1: therefore go and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall say,
2: simple Moses, who told you to go and talk <laughs> it's God, I'm the one who has a message I'm the one who is going to do this mm-hmm. don't tell me how you are not eloquent First of all, (laughs) let's talk of eloquence. Who makes the mouth? I Mm. do. Mm. Who gives words? I do. do. Who forms words? I do. And now, let me make it clear to you because you may have forgotten, go, I will be your mouth. Mm. Meaning? Can you imagine? God will be your mouth. Meaning? The proceeding word you release will not return. Mm. What you declare will be unstoppable.
1: That word comes in coming out of your mouth is not yours. So yes. stop telling me you do not know how to speak. Yeah. You do not know what to say. You do not have the language. When you come to a place of say, wait a minute, mm. it is the word of God coming out of my mouth. When I go to Pharaoh and say, Let my people go. Yes. Actually, Moses now when he got there, look at the
2: confidence. No, 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 think about the statement he made. He said, What? Let my people go. Who is talking? God through God. Moses. God. Are they Moses' people? <laughs> they are not i will speak through I, you I, I will be your mouth so mm. when god is speaking to pharaoh well, when moses is speaking he's just voicing god
1: so you're saying that god is telling him when you get to pharaoh yes. all i want is your body yes is you a human body because God cannot come yes. into the natural. He's given That's to it. the son of man. Yes. So this son of man, God says, I am, I am only asking for you to stand as a vessel through which I will speak. Yes. When you stand through Pharaoh, yes, hear me speak to yes. you.
2: Let my people go. That was God talking to him. Listen, TCC, local and global. Mm. To preach the series the power to create wealth. I had this conversation with God.
1: Yes. Yes.
3: How do we say
2: this? How do you talk about money? How do you talk about wealth? In a place where everything is being messed up, <laughs> where everybody is doing this, people will say you want money. People will right. And God tells you, I will be I your will mouth. I will be your mouth. Go <laughs> and speak and say. Yes. That's the key.
1: I think there are times when you feel... Like, um, you see, like Moses now, he knows, I mean, listen, I know Egypt, I was brought up there. The guy you are sending me to. I know him. I mean, listen. We grew up together. We grew up together. Yes. We were beaten together when one yes. we were or whatever, just trying to get this thing to yeah. your
2: mind. He was like my brother.
1: Yeah. Now you are telling me, yes. go back to this guy. Yes. I will look for every excuse. And in fact, it's
2: even worse because history tells us that Pharaoh, the father of the present Pharaoh preferred found- Moses over his own son. Mm -hmm. You can imagine the son is the one ruling. So he'll come and tell you. you remember, my father used to favor you. Exactly. Come, my revenge. Come, let's talk. (laughs) Let's talk. Did you know? Actually, historians say something very Mm strange. Look, this is what we see: is a conversation between God God and Moses. But historians say the reason Moses was able to walk straight into Pharaoh's court. Have you ever asked that question? This is a king. How does a guy who's been in the wilderness for forty years just shows up one day Mm -hmm. and goes straight among the slaves? Slaves have no audience. Mm.
3: Mm.
2: How does he wake up and who gives him the right to walk into Pharaoh's court and make a demand and Pharaoh doesn't put him in chains? Mm.
1: He actually has a conversation. They
2: continue having a conversation and he acknowledges these are his people. You know what historians say to explain it? They say that under Egyptian law, Moses had rights to the throne. And so when he came back, people thought he was coming to claim the throne. And so he had every right and every protocol to be allowed to address the king.
1: I think you need to watch uh, Wakanda.
2: Yes, to get an idea (laughs) of the same picture, the right to challenge the throne. Hmm. And because you had the right to challenge the throne, when Pharaoh discovered he's not challenging the throne, he just wants to take his people and go, that's where the conversation dialogue starts. Do you not begin to see the
1: picture? And that tells you also, even though we say that Moses was 40 years in the wilderness, yes. we are not talking about a beaten guy. This is uh-huh. somebody who, when he came to the palace, yes. Egypt yes. was the superpower of its day. Yes. So we are not talking about a nation also that oh, has no...
2: And let me tell you, uh-huh. Jethro is a Melchizedek priest. Yes. So he has been under the 40-year mentorship of a Melchizedek priest. Yes. The problem is, perisite, you can't be under the Melchizedek priest. Because the Melchizedek tells you
1: this is about king priest. Yes. So this guy still has his kingly side. Yes. And when he walked in there, when finally yes. he got the confidence to go to the palace, yes. you can see when he walked in. He's not the mothers you see in the cartoons or the no. children's Sunday school books. He has A beaten man who has yeah.
2: sheep following him. No, he has protocol. He understands courtrooms. He understands how to approach the king. Yes. He's in his element. Hmm. This is not. Faith. In fact, the, the, the historians say many Egyptians had wished he would have gone for the throne; they would have preferred it. Hmm. So it's not who you think. He is.
1: And when he starts speaking, yes. he knows how the eloquence talks. Yes. So the Moses we are talking about, when God says, "Listen, I have chosen you yes. to be a deliverer," yes, God is not going to choose a weakling. No,
2: God is not looking for the most beaten guy. You see, God, God didn't wait for yeah. Moses to be born in the wilderness, mm-hmm. and then be the weakling of the wilderness that God now raises and brings to the throne. No. Moses was raised in Egypt. Yeah. He was raised in the courts of Egypt. He was trained in the courts of Egypt. Then, he went to the
3: wilderness.
2: Mm. So he, he grew up in the civilization of the day.
1: Yes. He understood protocol. Yes. And that is what now, when we look at ourselves, you will always know what you say. That God, we, we say this mm. from a cocky mentality, God takes the nothings and makes them into something.
2: No, he doesn't. <laughs> First of all, God never created a nothing. So yeah. get that Those out are all of the statements of Yeah, There are statements that make you feel good, mm. but they mean nothing.
3: Yeah. Because the idea
2: that you are a nothing already is a mockery of God. Mm. <laughs> it <laughs> Just is Just think
1: us. about that statement. God yeah. takes a nothing. So what you're are you bringing? What are you bringing to the yeah. table? God says, listen, I created you in my image after my yes. likeness. You cannot be a nothing. But... You might have been beaten by a parasite into smallness and now you call yourself a nothing. But God tells you, listen, when I take you, when I deal with you, by the time I finish with you, yes. the word will have dealt with the parasite. The walls
2: of smallness will be broken. You know, I remember one of the prophetic words we received years ago, which puts it in perspective. Where we got the word that you're, you're twin diamonds but covered in mud. That's a principle. It's not You're not mad. <laughs> your diamonds covered in mm-hmm. mud. That tells you that there will be a cleaning process. Yes. And a shining process. Yes. And a cutting process. It mm-hmm. will bring you to a place where your original order is seen.
1: Yes. So there's so, no one who is a there's nothing. There's nobody who is a nothing. Yes. So those statements we make. Yes. That Moses was God picked Moses as Tamara. No, he didn't. And sent him to Pharaoh. He will take you. Even... Though, listen. There's no time. We said this before.
2: God was not at all. Moses was not talking to God yes. and stammering. No. They had a full conversation. Look at the debate. Yeah. Do you see any stammering in that debate? Hmm. The Bible says he's arguing that he's not eloquent enough. In other words, he's arguing and saying, Lord, this assignment you're giving me, hmm. Hmm. I don't have the vocabulary for it. For it. I because don't I, don't how how to, to I don't even know how to articulate it. I don't
1: even know how to tell them yes. who you are. But the, the,
2: the, the language of going to a pharaoh to say, Let my people go does not exist. That one does. Has never happened. Yeah. This is a superpower in the earth today.
3: Mm. The entire economy
2: mm. operates on the basis of that. You're asking me <laughs> to go and tell him to shut down his factories, shut down everything because you said so. Mm. Do you understand what you're asking me to do? I, I don't mm. have the words. You know, that's when we say, I, I was incoherent. I have no words for that. I can't say that. That's a reality. So that's what God is dealing with. Now you'd think, know what God has said He will be His mouth and He will teach Him what to say. You'd assume Moses finally got it. Now let's go. You wish. <laughs> Argument number five.
1: And Moses Exodus
2: four thirteen.
1: And Moses said, "Oh Lord, please send someone else. By the hand of whoever you may send, just send somebody else." <laughs>
2: Really, Moses. Yeah. With all power, with all miracles, with all the promises, with me giving you my own voice to speak, send someone
3: else. Yeah. Let me tell
2: you the most interesting thing about this, and there are two ways to look at it. The first thing is, remember where we started, Mm. who am I?
3: Yeah.
2: Moses' crisis is an identity crisis. Mm. Everything God is saying is powerful, but he doesn't see himself. In it
1: um,
2: let's talk about this in the 40 years when he was in the wilderness
1: and he yes. was with his father in law, yes, Jethro. Yes, this is the man who taught him about creation and yes. about the first five books. Yes. That's the books written by Moses. Yes. Now, if this man knows. I mean like the forty years he was not idle. No, he wasn't. He was not looking after sheep. Yes. He was not just an an idler in the wilderness. Nope. This is a guy who tells you, listen, yes. I'm the one who articulated creation. Yes. This is a guy without him yeah. you would never know about in the in the beginning. Yes. God created the heavens and Absolutely. the earth. Absolutely. Now this is the same guy who is telling that God he has been hearing in the wilderness, send someone else. Absolutely. That is the power of Remember, we are still talking about what perisite can do to you. Now, we are talking about a man who knows God. This is not an ignorant man. He knows God.
2: I'm telling you. But for him He talks to to God. He he does. They have full interaction. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And he still doesn't see himself.
1: When he saw the burning bush. Yes.
2: And the voice came. Yes.
1: He didn't run away.
2: No, he could discern. The other one taught him spiritual things. He knows God. He can discern the voice of God. He can have an interaction with God. So much wow. that he can dialogue and speak back and query wow. and interrogate so and mean, unpack, my friends. Does that mean with parasite,
1: this smallness, this limitation, you can hear the word of God, the instruction. You know he is the ever powerful. You know he is the ever present. You know he is your shield. He is your
2: covering, he is your everything, but you still argue with the instruction. In fact, the, the biggest battle in the mind, one of the biggest, because mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. the parasite has many, in that small mind, many battles. <laughs> in many, that smallness. Yeah. So big battle in a small mind. Yeah. Is this, the knowledge that God can, mm. but the inability to believe he will. Oh. That is the... Can versus all. real. Parasite doesn't argue what God can do. Mm. What did they tell you when they enter the land? The land is good. Mm-hmm. It has great fruit. It has this. Mm. It has that. But it has giants and a grasshoppers in our eyes. In other words, the parasite has no battle with miracles. God can do that. So Not for me.
1: Uh, when you say that uh, the canvas is real, yes. you're saying that the parasite can come and even quote that yes. in the beginning, the God yeah. who created the heavens, heavens and, the, and earth, the earth, that the word we have this yes. season to create well, it is from God who created yes. the heavens and the earth.
2: Yes. He can do that. And will he do it in let life? Let me tell you how it works. Yeah? The parasite can come and spend f- 15 minutes with you talking about God's provision, God's mm. power, God's capacity. Mm. And then as they walk away, they'll say, Give me something.
1: I don't believe in that God.
2: That God, How me walking away to him, he will not provide. Mm. You Thank you for that description and we yeah. are both in agreement of who he is. Mm. But let's believe, mm. my situation is more... So
1: we know what he can do. No, no, no not what he can do. Yeah. We know what he has done. Yes, We know he's created. No, we, we even
2: know what he can do.
1: All this we understand, but yeah. you know what?
2: Will he do it for me? Not will for me. he do it
1: for me? That's yes. the bigger I'm question. I'm not qualified.
2: I don't fit in. My life So is when wanted. you
1: talk about an instruction and you say that, what yes. are you hearing? What are you hearing? What you're hearing, if you do not deal with perizite, yes you will keep talking of what God can,
2: yes. but you will never say what he will do for you. And, and the worst thing with a parasite mm. is that you're not motivated when other people do.
1: Oh, the testimonies of others do not move you.
2: It is them. Yeah. It is. Send another. Here is Moses. <laughs> By the way. Whoever you send, send somebody else.
1: Okay, wait. <laughs> Moses knew, Lord. You can do this. All this you're telling me. It will happen. Send another. Send somebody But Moses else. is admitting in yeah. that one statement. Yeah. If you send another and yeah. they go, yes. he will come back in this mountain yeah. to worship you. Remember yeah, the yeah. promise? Yes. God, you have know
2: the wrong number here.
1: Oh. oh, now you know why we must. Break the power of parasite hmm. because we might be sitting here talking about the Canaanite yes. and the Hittite, We identify all these giants, but do we have the power to destroy them?
2: That's all? why God said, we "You,
1: God, look yeah. for another." Who can do
2: God this. said, "You do it. You destroy. Mm. You deal with them." Yes. Now, this is in this entire dialogue, God has been patient.
3: Oh yes, <laughs> very.
2: Now, when Moses creates the story of send another. God gets angry.
3: Mm.
1: Hmm. So the anger of the Lord was kindled against yes. Moses. And yes. he said, it's not, Is Aaron not the Levite your brother? Is not Aaron the Levite your brother? Mm-hmm. I know that he can speak well. Mm-hmm. And look, he's also coming out to meet you. Mm-hmm. When he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. Mm-hmm. Now you shall speak to him and put the words in his mouth. Mm-hmm. And I will be with your mouth and with his mouth. And I will teach you what you shall say, mm-hmm. what you shall do. Mm-hmm. So he shall be your spokesman mm-hmm. to the people. Mm-hmm. And he himself shall be as a mouth for you. Mm-hmm. And you shall be to him as God. Mm-hmm. And you shall take his rod in your hand in which, with which you shall do the signs.
2: The story here takes a turn that still today amazes me. Mm-hmm. Listen to God's intent. God doesn't shift his intent. Yes. But God accommodates Moses' stupidity. Mm, mm. listen carefully
3: yeah?
2: God doesn't shift his intent what did God say? I will put my words in you, in your mouth now that you want another to be sent you're the one who will send another, not me
1: take your words and put in Aaron yes the same way I said I'll put my words in
2: <laughs> you, you you take the words and put in you put it <laughs> God is angry says in fact now I've activated Aaron he's only going wow. to look for
3: you Oh, and when he because I want
2: this thing glad. done Moses, you're still slowing me down. Yeah. But I, this thing has to be done, so no problem. Let, now, do you see how Aaron became the spokesperson?
3: Yeah.
2: Moses' reluctance. Mm. Right. So God is basically saying that word must go out. Yes. I will. I will not change my mind. I said you are the deliverer, so I will not speak to Aaron. Mm. Mm. I will speak to you still, as I have said. You said we send another. You are prerogative. You will send him. It is you to say it, not not to me. Mm. And so what is going to happen when he comes, I will take my words. I will put them in you, not in him.
3: Mm.
2: Because you said you want somebody who can speak, who is kind to the language, he can speak well, no problem. Speaking well doesn't mean I'm putting my word in him.
3: Mm. Mm. Listen to that carefully.
2: Eloquence is not content. Mm. He speaks well. But I won't put the word in him, I'll put him in you, you give him. That's why we have
1: kingdom I, lo- I love how, how God did not change his mind. He didn't. That I will stand, send you. Yes. In the beginning we said you are the deliverer. You are the one. You, sh- you, you shall carry be. this. Yes.
2: Yes. So you shall speak to him and I'll put the words in his mouth. So whatever you say to him, I will put it in his mouth and he will be your mouth. Notice, he will not no. be my mouth. No. Who is there on? Moses' mouth. That is why no matter how Aaron spoke to Pharaoh, Pharaoh responded to Moses. Mm. Who was talking? God. (laughs) And as far as Pharaoh was concerned, Moses. Moses. I will teach you what you shall say. Yes. What you shall do. Mm. Now, he shall be your spokesman. Whose spokesman? Moses. Thank you. Not God's. (laughs) Aaron was always Moses' spokesman. Moses was God's spokesman and he himself shall be a mouth for you. Now this is the verse that gets me. Verse 16. It says and you shall be to him as God. In other words when God speaks when Moses speaks to Aaron God spoke. Moses now is a God to Aaron. In fact if you go on to read the Bible says and God in Psalms that God made Moses a God unto Pharaoh. Yes. That's a whole different dynamic. The preceding word has a life of its own. When the one who carries it carries it properly, it carries its own capacity.
1: You know what I'm hearing? We always say that when you talk about the priest is given to knowledge yes. and the people to instruction, to yes. hear the, uh, extract yes. the instruction. Yes. Can you imagine understanding this principle? Yep. Where God says, Listen, I will speak through you. Yes. And what I'm speaking through you to Aaron, you're like God. Yep. You are like me. What is God telling you? Yes. I am taking your body. I'm speaking through you because in the earth I need a man. Yes. But how many people will stand up and say, Listen, Moses, even Pharaoh argued. Moses is a sent one. Yes. But how many people will be like Aaron saying, Listen, I'm listening to you. Yes. Whatever you tell me. That's what I, I will execute. Speak. On the other hand, we have Pharaohs, yes. people who argue with the word of God, because God says, go and tell him, yes. let my people go. Yeah. When Pharaoh hears that, he still hardens his heart. Yes,
2: you know why? Because Pharaoh has the misunderstanding, they are his people. Yes.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> what do you mean, let your people? They are my, my people. Yes. And God says, okay, we will, we will have this conversation. Mm-hmm. By the time we are through, you yes. will know whose people they are. Alright? So this interaction shows us how ingrained the parasite spirit can be in our minds. In such a manner that it can actually resist our ability to enter the purposes of God. Even when there's divine evidence that mm-hmm. God is with us all the way. Yeah. Divine evidence. God is proving and proving and proving. And we are still struggling with the reality that it was God who said this. It is God who told you this is going to happen. Yeah. And God is saying it in spite of there being a Pharaoh. In spite of all those systems being in place, God is still saying, you will go, you will return to this mountain. Mm. And you'll remember later in that same mountain where God says, I want to speak to you in the presence of the people. What was God doing? He was going back to what he had said. You will come to this mountain. The reality is that it was there. Now this giant is annihilated by not allowing our past to speak to us at all.
1: That's the one way to deal. That is the key to this. Mm -hmm. Moses'
2: problem was his past, Mm -hmm. not God's voice. Wow.
1: So the sound is there. Yes. The instruction is there. Yes. But your past is on the way. Exactly. Your past is on the way. Yes. What is it that you have experienced mm. that is still telling God you can't do yeah. this? Your word cannot change this. Your word cannot help in this situation. Yes. What is it that you are speaking back to God? Exactly. Even though you know yeah. you can tell people by the what's your instruction? Yeah. This is my instruction. Yeah.
2: But I'm arguing with it. Yeah. Why? I failed like at this before.
3: Mm. I
2: didn't make it before. Yeah. I was told this is not my way. I have this reality, this never works. This is what I've been experiencing. Do you know where I've come from? I've never seen anything. God is not interested in Moses' past. They didn't even have that conversation. God didn't even talk about who Moses had killed. God even said, Now, 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 I want to go to Egypt. eh? You're no longer wanted. But by the way, the reason is... No, no, no. But because this was a big problem with Moses, God had to address it. Mm. Ultimately, God had to address the real reason why Moses is is, is, uh, hedging. And he's bulking. No matter what you tell him, he keeps saying, "Let me send another." Mm-hmm. There, was, there was an underlying reason, and God knew it. Now I want to show you how God operates. God doesn't do the underlying reason first. God tells you His purposes for you first. He tells you what He wants to achieve first. He tells you all those things. You know why? Because the, once you've got that picture, when He now deals with the underlying problem, it is easy to deal with it. So in Genesis, in Exodus 4, verse 19, God now lets Moses into something to make him know you're fearing nothing. Mm. The things that you're fearing, not important.
3: Here
1: and the Lord said to Moses mm. in Midian, mm. Go, return to Egypt, for all the men who sought
2: for your life are dead. <laughs> Interesting how God has to wait before he discusses all this. <laughs> he first deals with all the issues Moses has, so that Moses gets clarity. And he knows the only thing remaining, the only reason you're saying, send somebody else, is you think that your past is after you.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: That's the only reason you're afraid to do this. The reason you're afraid to take this step. The reason you're afraid to give is because in the past, you were manipulated, you gave and you lost. Now giving has a bad taste in your mouth. Mm. So God is telling you, your past is dead. Dead. You are the only one. It's actually alive only in your mind. in your mind. And because of the parasite. Your past mistakes, your past experiences are dead. Mm. Mm. They will have no input or impact in your present proceeding Mm. world.
1: Say that again. Say that again. Listen,
2: your past mistakes and experiences. So whether it was a mistake, Mm -hmm. something that you did, or experience, something that happened to you. They are both dead, mm. and they will have no input or impact in your present proceeding word. Wow. Arise and go forth. When God gives you a proceeding word, He's aware of your past. Mm. Please, not God knew, and God chose not to tell Moses until the last minute.
3: Yeah,
1: you remember God when knew Jesus met
2: the man at the pool.
1: Yeah, and He told him, "Arise, pick up your bed, and no. walk." What was this guy bringing to Jesus? Yes, his past. Exactly. Every time the angel comes, every, you are telling me about your past. Jesus is saying, forget about that. Right now, the proceeding will make you stand up, pick up your bed and walk. But you know what? You have to trust. But the word you are receiving today has the ability to break you from the limitations
3: of your past.
2: Let me say something. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Preachers, we've made the mistake of using the past as leverage. Mm. That is witchcraft. God doesn't use it. Why do we use it? God doesn't deal with anybody based on their past. Did you know that? God deals with everybody based on their destiny. When God speaks to you, He speaks to you about who you are supposed to be. He never discusses who you have been. And until you understand that, This giant will give you trouble. Mm. You realize the
1: power of perisite is reminding you your past, your experiences, your history, so that it can keep you small. Exactly. Now God tells you the proceeding word. The word that I'm speaking to you, Moses, has the power to break you from all that. Yes. And that's why he's telling him, now go. All those who sought you are dead. They're dead. That
2: That situation has no power. The keeps telling you, how dare you think Mm -hmm. big? What rights do you have to think big? And God is basically saying, How dare you think small? Mm. <laughs> Who gave you that small mindset? Definitely not me. Moses, wilderness, I'm sending you to destroy a nation. Who gave you the right to have a small mind? Mm. That's the reality. Now, Jesus has a very specific way of dealing with this same giant. Now, we want to look at a very interesting scripture in Mark 8 22 to 26. This is an overview of how Jesus also has to deal with this parasite and you'll see some parallels here all right so this is the message the the, the new living translation I was deliberate input in that particular version
1: when they arrived in Bethsida yeah. some people brought a blind man to jesus mm-hmm. and they begged him to touch the man and heal him mm-hmm. jesus took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village mm-hmm. then spitting on the man's eyes He laid his hands on him and asked, Can you see anything now? The man looked around. Yes, he said. I see people, but I can't see them very clearly. They look like trees walking around. Mm -hmm. Then Jesus placed his hands on the man's eyes again. And his eyes were opened. His sight was completely restored. And he could see everything clearly. Mm -hmm. Jesus sent him away saying, Do not go into the village on
2: your way home. Now I want you to see some. Key things we want, uh, want us to grasp that are parallel to where we're dealing with Moses.
3: Yeah.
2: Some of the key issues is that first of all, we're dealing with a scenario where this is the first time in scripture and probably the only time where Jesus had to touch a man twice.
3: Mm.
2: How many times did God have to argue with Moses? But he said doesn't go the first time.
1: Mm. Here it comes again. <laughs> Jesus touches, you have to touch. Again.
2: That's the parasite again, layers. Hmm.
1: All
2: right, Bible says he saw men as trees, he saw men as trees. trees. That tells you he used to see before. How can a blind man identify men or oh, trees? Oh, yes,
1: this I see as trees. That means he has seen men before, he, he has, has seen, seen trees, trees before. and I can see these men are yeah. not what I know.
2: Yes, they look like trees. There you go. So he could see before. That means something happened to him. Mm-hmm. In a strange place, Jesus. The Bible says Jesus led him out of the village. He -hmm. was first led out of the parasite environment. Mm -hmm. There are miracles that you can't even start until you leave the environment.
3: Yeah.
2: Let him out of the village. All right. Now this is interesting. So he's saying to him, "Can you see?" And the guy says, "Yes, I can." But Mm -hmm. that means there's a partial sight that comes when you deal with the first level of. but it leaves you that distorted image Hmm.
1: Hmm. and i like what he says here that jesus led him out of the village yes now remember we're talking about jesus being the word Mm. he is the proceeding word the instruction first takes you out Out. of your parasite environment Environment. your mentality must first of all be shaken by getting out of your comfort
2: zone good now there are
1: many people who want Jesus to open their eyes in the
2: village you can't you see can't. you will see in fact you will not see men as trees yes
3: <laughs> you're not even ready to
2: see that level yet Yeah. so the second thing is that when you see men as trees is a second connotation where you've shifted from being from the village and now you believe there are solutions but here's the problem you think others have the solution trees in the Bible is a huge metaphor for provision protection, uh, income, industry, everything. Trees. Listen, the Bible starts with a tree and ends with a tree. There are trees throughout scripture. There's a whole series that uh, Susan teaches on the trees in the Bible. A whole shift by itself. That tells you, when you see men as trees, men have now replaced the word. You see them as your source and you see them as their your limitation here's a problem you both think either they're your source or they're your hindrance mm.
3: Mm.
1: so there's this one person yeah. who is saying that for me to go to the next level yes i need a man there you go for me to be put in the water i need a man to put there me up and put
2: me in the water there you go
1: but there's somebody else who says listen this man i cannot do if it this. wasn't
2: for, if for i would
1: limitation if,
2: so men become your obscurity mm. Mm. and when that happens you need a word quickly yes Bible says that Jesus touched him a second time (laughs) because you don't want anybody in that state. Mm -hmm. You don't want anybody in that state.
1: Jesus had to tell him, listen, you still see men as trees. Uh -uh. So tomorrow when you wake up, you want a fruit. Where do you go? To a tree. Exactly. You want to build. Where do you get the wood? In a tree. I want shade. It's too hot. The sun on me, I'm going to under a tree. See how many things you do with the tree. Yes. Jesus says, listen, if you are seeing men as your, where you lean, you see the Bible yes. talking about
2: caste is a man who leans on
1: the arm, the arm of, of the, the flesh. flesh. Leaning on the tree, See yeah. men as trees.
2: Yes. Come here, my friend. Yeah. Let's touch again. Yes. I need a connection. Mm. I need this. I need a man. What did Moses do? Send another. Mm. It's a perspective. So, listen, sometimes, in fact, the parasite, almost all the time, you need another touch of God. Mm. You need something else to come to give you a more accurate perspective on God's intent for you. And that is where you notice
1: yes. parasite, instead of parasite, you know, you know we're talking about giants. Yes. And they don't want to go. And they are hiding. Yes. So instead of you telling Jesus the word to give you a second touch, yes. to allow your eyes to see, you turn it into a song. There you go. And now we all <laughs> sing, I need another touch. Give us a second touch. No. no. We are saying listen. The second touch is because I am here and I'm saying the I can, word. I goes. began
2: to see something. Yes. But now I need to see more clearly.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You see. And, and, and you then. See it, yeah.
1: I'm, I'm hearing something here. Yes. That there are people who can receive an instruction. Yes. And they think that this is all I need. In fact I will run and go. Yes. And the instruction is trying to tell you, My friend, you are seeing men as three stalls. Yes. You need another instruction. Absolutely. So sometimes when you hear an instruction, you're like, Okay, listen, I got an instruction in the last conversation. Yes. Now do I get another one today? Well, can you see men? Can you see clearly? Or you're seeing men as trees. No, I'm still seeing how I should go to the bank to take a loan. Or I need mobile money to borrow money. Or I'm still seeing like I need someone to connect me so that I get a job. I'm looking for a house, but I need someone to show me. Wait, you're still seeing men as trees. That's it. You need another word. That's it. The word that will keep... You know when you get a second instruction? Yes. It strengthens the first. Yep. All right? When you see him being touched, and being touched a second time, and what was he told when he was touched the second time? He said,
2: can you now see? Yes. And he said, yes. I now see clearly. <laughs> there is a seeing, and there is a seeing clearly. clearly. And what is interesting mm. about the seeing clearly, one of the things I'll go back to, we've taught many times, about the prophetic word and the proceeding word. The prophetic word moves you from the village. The proceeding word brings you to sight. Mm. Mm where you see clearly, you get instructions, you get clarity. Mm. Instruction means clear. Yes. I know what to do. Mm. All right? Now, listen, there's some miracles that only manifest away from the village. Mm. Even if you're with Jesus. <laughs> I mean, this man is with himself. I mean, Jesus, they brought the man to Jesus. Jesus led him away from the village mm. before he touched him. Mm. There was no yeah. point in touching him in the village. So there's some things... Some of you, as you've walked away from the village, as you've had a word and walked away, began to give something, began to break something, a second touch has come that will mm. give you full sight. Mm. Full sight. Clarity yes. will come and, and when full sight comes, Jesus told him something very strange. Go home, but don't pass to the village. Mm. That tells me his home was not in the village. Yes. Do not go by the village. Don't go by
1: the village. Go home, but don't even pass by the village. Why? When you pass by the village, what are you picking you're there again? You're going back to where you're you picking. are. Back to blindness. You're picking. So what is your village? What is the one place God Jesus is telling you? Do not go back. Yes. As we continue with this journey, these kingdom conversations, as we continue saying you have uh, destroying the giants, yes. there's a place you're being told, don't go back here don't because back this here. is where you will find. You know when you go to the village, we are talking about smallness. So everyone in the village has the same mentality. Yes. Now, if you interact with these people, what are they doing? They'll keep you back. To yes. They'll keep you
2: where you are. Where you are. You
1: and the you problems will return. Down.
3: Yes. The problems will no return. Don't
1: go by the
2: village. Don't On go your way home. Yes. Because <laughs> home is supposed to be a place where you thrive. Mm-hmm. And do you notice your home is not in the village.
1: Yes. Interesting. In my father's house. Yes. Even servants don't live like that. Yes. This. But as village. you go to the father's house, do not pass the village. Pass the village. We are talking about the perisite, And we are saying that this is the giant of smallness. Yes. We are saying this is the giant that wants you to be in such a limited place that when you hear God, like Moses, you will argue with the instructions. Now, yes. like if you hear God and he's telling you, I will speak through you, yeah. you still tell him, I cannot yep. speak that's the parasite there you go so when you talk about dealing with the parasite yes this is a conclusion this is part 2 yes. and we st- our prayer is go back to part 1 yes connect it with part 2 and tell yourself by the time i finish with the parasite yes. i can see what, i can say one thing i can see clearly yep i can see clearly in
2: part 1 we led you out of the village <laughs> in part 2 we have given you a second touch
1: mm-hmm.
2: see clearly yes on your way home. All right. Get rid of all the things of sin.
1: And this is where we say, "Keep it kingdom."
0: Keep
1: it pure. Keep it pure. God bless
0: you. Thank you for watching this episode of the Kingdom Conversations. The big question remains: What have you had, and what are you going to do about it? Keep tracking with us, like, and follow us on our social media handles: The Cyrus Community on Facebook, Twitter and YouTube. You can send in your questions through Facebook or use the email on your screen. And as Micah44 says, may you be found seated under your vine and under your fig tree. Until our next episode, Cupid Kingdom, Cupid Pure.